Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here this evening in queue by the one only Sean O'Leary. Welcome along, Shawnee. Thanks, Liam. Lovely to be here. Nice, nice, bammy evening here um, at the moment in queue. Yeah, we did have a, uh, a beautiful... Are we recording, Liam? Recording, Shawnee, yeah. We're yeah, on the record. On record, <laughs> yeah, we are on record here. Poor old Eddie Brennan didn't realise that there very recently. I'm sure it's it's gone around to every WhatsApp group in the country and indeed the world. We all have it down here as well. We we'll, we'll touch on that shortly. But um, welcome along, Shawnee. Welcome along, Giggles as well. Yeah, warm night. We've got the mosquito spray on. We can taste it in the back of our mouths. <laughs> it's powerful stuff, the old Bushmans. Which is better than getting eaten alive, I suppose. Yeah, it's absolutely rank stuff, but Not like, for me. yeah, getting eaten alive by the mozzies is not fun. But yeah, look, Eddie Brennan, oh, unbelievable stuff. Heard it today, but let's let's just have a quick listen to it. a little bit of that first. They nearly lost their Jeez. Very early doors. They nearly lost them. And basically, Tom Clear hasn't a fucking Scooby-Doo. And, like, unfortunately, though, Peter O'Neill, the two of them, they're sales reps. They're not, like, I, I think Derry Ken, I, I, I personally, you may have gathered, I'm not a fan, a fan of Davey Kitson on a personal level. But what he has done... Having a Scooby-Doo, uh, absolutely brilliant from Eddie Brennan. Like, if only all interviews went like that when they think they're speaking off the record, when they're speaking on the record. What, what would happen if we spoke like that in the podcast here? I'd say there'd be some some uh, flowery language coming out of that. Let's, uh, well, I was going to say that when we had Dan on the phone, he, he was obviously on for a few minutes afterwards, and he told you boys the truth that I was probably the hardest trainer in his more. <laughs> and I was the star of the show, but we didn't want to let that out. But I think this... I, I like there's three conspiracy theories you can have. One, the easy one is that it was just an accident. The the one Liam is going to go with is that Willie Parkinson is is a rat and he and he, and he let it out. Or the really far 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 fetched one is that Eddie Brennan really wants a bit of change in the Leash County Board, so he he gave Willie the authority to do it. But either way, I think the GA hours is a competitor of ours, and, and when you've got a foot on someone's throat, you've got to keep pushing down. So screw them. And, and I, th- I genuinely believe that Willie Parkinson will find it very, very difficult to get interviews from any player going forward after that. It's just, just he's broken a massive trust. He can blame his sound editor, his sound engineer, whoever he wants to blame. It's his show. He didn't listen back to it. He let it go out on the air, whether it was a stunt, whether it was his fault. Uh, I think you can, you can as well, as Joe Bradley say, you can forget about Willie Parkinson as far as he's a man. <laughs> as far as he's a podcaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, look, to be honest, look, we have people on that we phone in as well, similar, right? Not comparing us to Willie, he's obviously, you know, he's, uh, I suppose someone could say a big bigger podcast, but, you know, arguably, arguably, arguably. But we often do say, okay, boy, thanks very much. And some people just hang up. But sometimes people would stay on and we would have a chat after because we've, you know, we want to have, you know, thanks so much for coming on. Very similar to what happened with Eddie Brennan there. Look, I go back and I do do some edits sometimes. Can happen. You know, you could make a mistake or something like that. And, you know, people who listen to this podcast, sometimes I've the sound cut out for 10 minutes ago. It happened a couple of weeks ago. These little things do happen. But it's just very suspect. I think given what he said was so, like, controversial that I got out, given Woody's opinion on the Leash County Board given the material in there was unbelievable stuff mm. to get you yeah. know 
I don't think he was out to stitch up Eddie Brennan if he did it on purpose. I think he was out to stitch up the Leash County Board. That's my conspiracy theory on it. Um, not to back that up, but uh, like Jesus Christ, if you're Eddie Brennan today, like he probably stand over everything he said, and like it's just I think he actually doesn't. My personal opinion, he doesn't come across too bad in it. Like no. he's speaking honestly from from a place where he wanted to get Leash to the best possible place he could. Yeah, um, I won't be getting any Christmas cards from David Fitz now, mind you. But. See, that, that's <laughs> I think I think that's the positive thing about it is like people were relate to him in every club and obviously in every county in in Ireland across Ireland how county boards work and how committees work and things like that. Um, but no, for me it's it's a QA error. It's by the sound engineer. Like Quality assurance. Yeah, Johnny's using technical terms there. You you know you know as as much as anyone, Liam, and you don't make mistakes. But like we've we've had <laughs> Thanks, we've Annie. had a few we've we've, we've well that's tongue in cheek. But we've had you know we've had podcasts here as well where we've kind of rambled on and we were you know having a bit of a, a bitch or a whinge you know in the middle of um, segments here and we'd have to you'd have you've gone back and checked him as well to delete him out. So yeah. I mean, it's a cute. I go error. back. I go it's, back it's every episode. Issue I go back every episode and check. Yeah, because we're 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 a bit loose with the tongue at times as well. So, um, no, uh, for me, it's just a genuine mistake. They're all cut out, um, and I think I think Giggles, you're right. He'll struggle to get um, people on now for a while, but they'll forget it pretty quickly. I'd love to know whose phone that is from, where you see the text message kind of piece where someone says you've done something and he ov- Woody obviously reacts for the it's first time someone it? tweeted him that's private message on Twitter yeah, so that's a direct message on Twitter, Twitter yeah. yeah yeah so I actually just think it's a listener you know doing a DM to him like saying by the way Woody just direct so you know message. direct message that's it <laughs> but like some obviously everyone's seen the screenshots but there's, there's a brilliant one where um, what was it someone <laughs> did you send that one on give me a second I'm getting it up here do 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 he called someone a fucking weasel. What yeah, was yeah. What? Oh, that? Was on Twitter. Joe yeah, Troy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delete that weasel. And uh, by the sounds of that one, it, it was looking like uh, Willie was going to go illegal with it. Delete that tweet, you fucking weasel. That was out of my control, and I immediately got it corrected, <laughs> but it was too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, yeah, he's dead. I mean, like he's he's hearing his frustration. You can see that too. And oh. we heard we heard a bit through this podcast as well, where there was a bit of unrest in the camp as well. So maybe that's related to it as well. I don't know. Now look, aside from. Whether it, you know whether he did or where he didn't, the content in there is fascinating. Like mm. to, I suppose a county, let's say that football is number one. Let's just be honest about it. Leash, yeah. Harland had a brilliant year last year. Like you, you know, lauded for what Eddie Redden had done. And then to hear the frustrations of Eddie Redden and me and Giggle spoke on the phone earlier. The basic one of he couldn't have a second physio at training. Oh, like, like you know what I mean? How hard is that? As how frustrating it must be. You're trying to. You know, give him the best possible platform. There, he's not looking for the Earth, Moon, and Stars by the sounds of. It. He's looking for some very basic things, and you know, calling the boys in their cabbages. But yeah, they just yeah, yeah they're running there for the jackets and the free passes into the matches. <laughs> jackets. Yeah. And unfortunately, like that is that can be the case, and you know, on, on lots of committees and county boards that we know, if you have good, you have more good people than cabbages, you're fine. But if you have more cabbages than good people, you are in trouble, and they, they can hold back a team or can hold back a county. No different than Cork, Shawnee than what you know those issues that those those lovely hurdles of yours had over the years with frustrations yeah. with county boards and conditions and that kind that, of stuff, yeah. like it it can really get in the way. You definitely want the best people you possibly can on your county board so that they can drive the whole thing forward for county whether it's club, county teams underage, and yeah, look. Well, he he mentioned um, I don't know was he a li- hurling liaison officer or something with with the team as well, and he said like you know they had a meeting with him and 
Your man never for once asked Eddie what do you need or what would what do you want or what we can do for you. Like that is just ridiculous. I mean, if you're working for that team or you're representing that team, the county board, why the hell wouldn't you collaborate with them and, and see what they need to you know to get, get the best out of that team? Especially last year when they were so like so successful. Well, in a way, like as in. There was a lot of teams, like, yeah, you know, so... Yeah, that was huge progress for Leash, yeah. Yeah, oh, look, and look, we'll we'll touch on the game against Clare coming up shortly, but yeah, look, it's not often we get that kind of insight in or hearing someone, like, speaking so openly and candidly at the, like, you know, basically top level, Eddie Brennan being a top player as well. Um, Look, people are, some people are saying, oh, Eddie Brennan's an idiot and all that kind of stuff, what clown for saying it. It was like, he thought he, no one was listening as in he was just talking to Woolly, I think... You know, and he obviously knows Woolly and trusts Woolly that he could say that kind of stuff to him. So I don't think there's any issue with what he said, knowing that Woolly was a leash man and having that conversation with him. So I think it's harsh on it if people are having a go at Eddie Redden, to be honest. That's my two cents on it, anyway. But uh, defend the kick anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I think it's harsh having a go at the two of them, to be honest. Like, no, no, fuck Woolly. No, no. Like, to be fair, no. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just a genuine mistake. And. Yeah. I, I, I did love, though, the bit about Brian Cody and Nick Quinn at the end. Like, you know. Well, that showed a bit of, you know, just showed a, a difference, a different style in, in the Kilkenny that we all kind of know, and yeah, that there's a bit of discipline even at a county board level where they're... Yeah, they're you're always d- in the black. Picking, well, that's because they don't spend any money, because... Don't need, just so let the hurling do, do the talking. They're, 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 they're saying anyway, na- we're spending enough time on this here now. Come on, move on. All right, okay. Right, so what, on today's show, we just obviously covered off on, on, on Woolly and Eddie. Um, we were going to look back, look ahead to the... Double header of qualifiers, which is a tier two hurling this weekend, and then we've got obviously the Kremlin La Creme in the Munster and Leinster finals on a Saturday night and Sunday night. So there are, are two red hot segments here. Sean, he's got his notebook, he's got all the stats from the Cork match last weekend. We're not going to go through them. No, um, I don't actually. But we're really looking forward to another bumper weekend, four excellent games coming up. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and, but, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and it's just, there's nothing like coming back there, like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus land, I think we had Duggins, Richard Duggins lorry, and really, yeah. up, up on the back of the lorry and off down, it's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. Okay, first up, we have a triple header on Saturday. We have uh, Clare Wexford, Tip Cork, and Kilkenny Galway in that order. Clare Wexford is first up and is on GA Go. Um, Shawnee will be stumping up to 10, 10 bucks for that when he can share the login and the password on. Thanks, Shawnee. No matter. Um, it's probably the. It's obviously got the billing of the you know Davy versus Brian Lone. The two of them absolutely hate each other, which is fascinating given the the, the history they've had together. But it's probably the least exciting tie of the four, I would say, over the weekend. If you were to rank the four games, a level of excitement for me, Annie, personally, giggles. Yeah, no, it's 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 a fair call. It's it's going back to the nineties, the ninety five, ninety six, two teams that broke through meeting each other. Um, Clare just looked diabolical at the Shocking. moment without Tony Kelly and that team. To an extent, Dave McInerney, we don't know if Dave McInerney is going to be back. Kyle Malone's terrible. Kyle Malone was hooked two or three times in that leash game like that you wouldn't see. In I'm sorry, not Kyle Malone, Aaron Shanahan. I mean Aaron Shanahan yeah. was solid, yeah, yeah, he's a good target man. But 
they, they're obviously down four big players in, in Peter Duggan, John Conlon, um, Galvin, and Pods. But, but, but they're just down them already. Like they're no, gone no, 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 no. I know, no, yeah. I know. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying as as a whole. If any, if any, like if if Kilkenny lost TJ, Colin, Owen Cody, and Adrian Mullen, they'd, they'd be a shadow of themselves. So yeah, clear point. Irish shadow themselves. They should have been in an Ireland final in 2018. They should have beaten Galway both days. They didn't, and they've been on a massive downward spiral since. They had a very negative year last year. Brian Lowen's coming in. Just listening to Brian Lowen, he doesn't seem to manage like he used to play. You know, he was the fear, fearless fullback, absolutely heroic. He'd drive the ball down the field, and the crowd would just shout for that. Whereas you hear him sp- speaking after the game, and he's very softly spoken, and you wonder where the fire in the belly is. And, and that's what clear teams would have been notorious with that they'd have that passion and. I don't know, and I think, again, looking at the Clare Championship this year, the club championship, it wasn't a great championship to look at. Six Mile Bridge won it easily with kind of what seemed to be like an average team. Obviously, they played very well together, but they didn't have any major stars. Um, I, I, I just can't... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be getting excited for this game, and I think Wexford will win it. Um, six or seven points, I'd say, Liam, yeah. Yeah, the only thing I'd say is, look, Clare are due a performance, whether they can bring that on Saturday. It doesn't look like it on the form coming in, but they, they, they are due a kick. Um, like Leash and I, I know McInerney was sent off and it was Leash had 15, 15 against 14 but nearly had him bet you know mm. now I did call a Leash win at the weekend I wasn't too far off um, but just horror show to watch um, you know we kind of have clear down or probably you know the 8, eight 7 day team in the, in, in the comp at the moment probably is good is probably good by see you later this weekend um, and Wexford will probably go through to a quarter final. Saying that though, Wexford, you know, were awful against Galway, like mm. absolutely yeah. shocking. So it's it it could be a battle of of just two teams not performing very well, and it could be a bit of a grind out to see who comes out on top. Shawnee, what do you think? No, I'd say I'd say it'll be all one way traffic of Wexford. Like, you've got to remember as well the the onslaught of comments from Davy and Lee Chin after the after the the loss to Galway and the lack of performance more than anything that they've been attesting to but um, yeah I think it'd be uh, I was saying to Giggles I'd be afraid of, of meeting Wexford the next day after their after last performance like Dave will have them absolutely hopping off the ground I think they'll steamroll Clare um, as you said Clare are relying on two or three players you know to, to carry them through there's just there doesn't seem to be any bit of cohesive play at all between the between the teams and and Brian Lowen, yeah, he he does talk, you know, kind of shyly, but like it's I think it's the words that he's using as well that he's not actually, you know, asking for a reaction out of the Clare team at all. He's kind of just accepting it and just saying we're going through the we're going through the process and we'll we'll see how we get on the next day. That type of talk, like whereas you look at the you know you look at the reaction from the Wexford team the last day, like they're absolutely reeling from their defeat and, and they, they really want to rectify that I think they'll beat Clare by about I'd say 8 points 8 points, eight points yeah. I, I'm going to go for a 5 point win for, for Wexford um, I, I think if McInerney's out as well even though he's not playing particularly well for Clare it'd be another huge loss I thought he was very unlucky to get sent off looking at the slow motion footage yeah. he did look what, what did he do he shoved, he shoved he shoved the hurl into the back of the man's back I don't even think he put into. He shoved your man with the boss of his hurry, like you'd curl. I think it, like your man there's no way in the, the world. shins and the but ground, and then yeah. McInerney just gave him a but there's no way it, it wasn't a brief in a butt. It was like a push, was just it? using the hurley as a push. You couldn't classify that as a strike, no matter what. Yeah, Jesus, you, you just couldn't. It was it was unless there was something else happened from what it, we saw. It was a disgrace. It was a missed opportunity that. though from Leash. Like they had that game totally. in the bag. Like they should have won that game. Like I mean, what about Leash's second goal? That was some rocket at the top yeah. corner. Oh, like there was to be fair, the game. 
I only saw the highlights of it now, but some of the highlights were, were, were quality, like, and Leash worked to three goals very well. Clear, to be fair to them, had three guilt-edge goal chances. Shane O'Donnell in particular, just way too casual with a little flick where he yeah. should be billowing the net. Um, look, it, 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 I kind of have a, a, a bit of thing that Clare have to have a performance, but they haven't had a performance since Galway in 2018. They're kind of on the trajectory that Waterford were maybe on last year. Do you know, Waterford kind of come back in with a new manager this year that they're on a downer, and I don't think they'll get any reprieve this weekend. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll still watch on with interest. Um, it's going to be hard to watch all three games on the Sunday morning, but we'll try and fit it in somehow. Maybe might stay up all night for that one, giggles. Um, but next up, we do have Tip and Cork, which is probably one of the most... Uh, the best game of the qualifiers obviously but Shawnee said to me I said who do you want to get in the draw he goes I want to get Tipperary you want to you want to be <laughs> tested and you got Tipperary Shawnee yeah I think look I think you know, back and back in the performance I guess against Dublin and, and the win was was, was pretty, very well done it was a bit of a spectacular win but it was more so to, to change an attitude from the players they reacted from the poor performance against Wick, or against Waterford and and that was the most positive sign. I think the full back line seems to be sorted at the moment. Colm Splann is a is a good fit at full back. Uh, two corner backs. Why Sean? I don't know. I think he's he's not great coming out with the ball, but he's a good man marker. I think in, in that sense. Um, but uh, they need to start um, McDonald in the other corner. Like I can't have Catalan in the other corner. I just think he doesn't offer anything at all. Um, centre back is still a bit of a a worry for me. Um, in Rob Downey, but the thing. The thing is, you're you're playing against Tip or more of a you know more hurling team, you know, and I, I think that he might be might be able to fit in there a bit better. I guess look, the backs were a big positive for me the last day. They they showed up. Um, I guess Kilkenny backs made Dublin forwards look very good the last day, and they just showed up that when a, a well organised and balanced backline, you know what they can do, and, and shut down Dublin and made them look very very mediocre. Oh, I'll be honest, so, I'd be very worried for Cork on. on no, Saturday. look, and, and the reason the reason we want the tip is because if we played Clare, right, we'd be expected to be Clare. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think we'd there'd be, there'd be any progress for us. I think if we can put it up to Tipperary, I think the third week in a row is going to be a massive factor for Cork. This is their third week, you know, playing. So, you know, we've seen through the group stages last year, the third week was a big factor for teams fatiguing. I think Cork are well up against it at the moment. A bit like Wexford as well, Tipperary are reeling from their their um, performance against Limerick, or lack of lack thereof. Um, I think I think we'll put it up to Tipperary. Whether we sw- sneak a win or not, I'll look. I'll I'll back I'll back my own team for for that, but. No, with your head, don't shy. No, with your heart. With uh, your head, what, who are you taking? I don't, I don't think we can beat a Ferrari, no. no. I think no. they'll they'll bounce back too strong. I mean, they're going to have a big say, I think, in the latter part of this championship. Um, I think if we can hold him, I'd be I'd be a positive if we can hold him to about three or four points. It's an interesting point there, Sean, you made. And actually, I know we don't talk about the football, but the football championship is actually very interesting at the moment. And Mayo are out this weekend in the county final against Galway for the fifth week in a row. So they played um, Galway... Tyrone, Leitrim, Roscommon this weekend now out in Galway and on the flip side Galway have got the walkover um, because Sligo didn't feel which is kind of like the first team that we've seen in the championship not feeling because of Covid so while the Cork tip one is very interesting for three weeks in a row for Cork I, I think if you win it's been, it's, you've got momentum if you lose your, the legs are tired it's always the same way so it, it, it's a very hard one to call coming back to the hurling though yeah, and maybe I, it's a factor too of, of like 
because they've had such less preparation, maybe the fact that they're actually getting to know their team better and getting, you know, they're getting more cohesiveness uh, yeah, together I'll, and playing better. I'll be honest. I think I think Dublin are probably the ninth sports team in, in the competition. Kilkenny, like, you know, were up by 16 points, capitulated and made Dublin look like an actual decent team. I thought there were two very poor teams on Saturday. Cork being the, the better of the two teams. Dublin, Dublin had absolutely nothing to offer. They just the same thing. They had Dylan and Hayes. We'll just lob ball in like we did against Kenny and we'll get the same result. And Cork were kind of wise to that. And while they perform well, I don't think they're up against anything. Like, you know, you had Crummy centre forward who had been arguably one of the best wing backs in the competition last year. Matty Kenny kind of just turned that team upside down. Liam Rush there as well. He's done bringing on Colonel Keeney completely done as well. They are septic. Yeah. No, but I think I think Cork's pace can can trouble Tipperary. But like they don't do that for seventeen yeah. minutes. They've been doing that for 20, 13 minutes yeah. for the last two or three years, and they just I don't know if they can do it. Yeah, I agree with Liam and the Dublin. That Dublin didn't have a forward line, so you can't really judge the Cork. You can't say Cork have a balanced defence. So like, no way. Here, but, but, but what did you tip? Who did you tip? And hang on a second, Shine. Dublin. Because they're two shit I, teams. I was going to tip Cork and listen to Liam anyway, but that's just, I stopped <laughs> listening to Liam is my, is my lesson there. But the, the only thing about this game right. is that Cork and tip generally just takes on a life of its yeah. own, to use Brian Cody's language, and it's nearly always the favourite in a Cork and tip game. Go back to 1990, yeah. go to 1991, go back to 2010 when tip won the other and Cork turned them over. Go back to, to, to you know, yeah. Cork have a record of beating Tipperary in the championship as the underdog. They have found a forward line now I don't agree I don't think that they've started their back line that's that's a big worry no, especially I think centre back is still a problem and potentially full back like Colm Spillane is a lot shorter than Shane McCallan and Shane McCallan would be pissed off with the performance he had the last day I could see Shane McCallan going back to the one I could see him cutting loose 2-6 yeah. or 2-7 or something like that but it, 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 I can't see a way for Cork other than the fact that Cork tip are always great games and in the past Cork as the underdog have come in and surprise tip. That's the only thing I can put uh, uh, towards Cork's favour. If you're going with your total ahead and looking at a player for player, pound for pound, Tipperary wounded after being hammered by Limerick, you could see a convincing win for Tipperary, which is what I expect. But I hope it's a good game because I think, do you know, I'm not sure what you're saying, but one of my f- first memories of seeing a game of Hurling on television was Cork tip in 1990. And you just saw the, the blue and gold flashing against the red and it was kind of iconic. And I think this will be an iconic I think if Tipperary had beaten Limerick and it was coming into Cork playing Tip in a Munster final having Cork beaten Warford just say that was the thing I would fancy Cork to catch him on the hop potentially like you said that kind of old style Cork is underdog but given that Limer- Tip have lost to Limerick they're defending all Ireland champions they've kind of had their bad game where they've got not wouldn't say Limerick caught him out but they, you know they've had to circle the wagons and go back again I can't see anything other than Tip winning by plus five to be honest I just can't see it I don't I think Tip's or Cork's back line is there to be taken definitely improvements in the forward line Robbie O'Flynn was like fantastic he was a huge Robbie huge O'Flynn Shane Kingston, Shane Kingston, Kingston. they all kind of stepped yeah, up yeah they definitely players. stepped up and Horgan was probably quiet which is probably a positive in that he might have a, a bigger game um, I actually think if they a, play if they should play the sweeper against Tipperary because you 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 should put yeah. Mark Cole back in front of Kellen and let him sweep around there because mm, yeah. you see what how much the ball he gets on. Is they might do that as well and they'll yeah. play with foot like if they do that they probably won't start Declan Dalton right because he, he may. I not think have he has to start though. I think but he has to start. He but will if, if you're only playing five hours, you, you can't start Declan Dalton in, in that environment. Yeah. But. Mm. I think I think you're right, Sean. I think they he'll need to pay pick for my Diego Co- next this week. They what? They he'll pay for my Diego this oh week. Yeah, first goal score. They, they need to pick. They need to play Mark Coleman as the sweeper. And if Tipperary allow him to be the sweeper, that'll be another thing. They probably will have to. 
Um, he's very good distribution with the ball, and if they have pace up front, then it might work out for them. I think it's probably their best bet. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a tip by seven points. Giggles. I'd probably mirror that, Liam. Shani. Head head prediction, not heart prediction. I'll reduce it. I'll say tip by three. Okay, there you go. Um, looking forward to that one. That one is on RTE, I think, or Sky Sports Mix. Which one is I thought it? you said it was Diego. No, that's the clear Wexford. All right. Can't remember. Anyway, it's on. It's on one of those. Anyway, sports. It was Sky Sports Mix last year. Yeah, we've the we've the dodgy box here. Anyway, so we can watch them all. Bar the Diego, which is very annoying. But anyway, we'll start out. Um, to start that out, Liam is. Um, Chief headed. You were you were on the panel of Diego. I'm CIO. I'm Chief Information Officer. I've worked out. That's no problem. I get onto that. Uh, I was on the Diego testing panel. They dropped me off mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because you got the dodgy box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody emailed him and told him. Woolly. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Coming up next, let's have a look at the Tier One hurling Munster and Leinster finals. Shawnee's <laughs> not happy with it being called here too, but let's be we honest with you. You went through the qualifiers, so you're you're lucky to be even featured really. Um Are we playing for Lee McCarthy, where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But you would be in the in the second just half. Wondering, just second wondering. Half, you're, just yeah. wondering. Um so look, Kilkenny Galway up first on on Saturday night, quarter past six, Sky Sports slash RT, can't remember. Um look, I think I'd be worried for Kilkenny going in, um, given the performance, especially in the second half against Dublin. I think we'll see a number of changes to the Kilkenny team. I'm hoping to see the full back line completely overhauled with hopefully Paddy Deegan and Joey Holding on back in there and then the half back line revamped. But that still leaves problems probably in midfield. Eight and nine, I don't think Kilkenny have a midfield at the moment. That's really worrying. And probably 10 to 15 is probably okay. I think we actually do have a bit of. We do have options there. You've got John Donnelly, TJ and Walter as a half forward line, which is very strong. You've got Colin at full forward. You've probably Cody at 15. And Billy Ryan. And, and Billy yeah. Ryan. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a very good yeah. forward line. Uh, look, Galway looked to me at the moment, if you were to do the Giggles power rankings for the moment, uh, you probably have Galway at number two, would be fair I, to I say. I say definitely two, yeah. Based on the performance we saw the last day. So the only thing I, ha- I think for Kilkenny is Kilkenny owe Galway a beating. Uh, they, they need to, they've lost the last few games. They've played them in, in Leinster. Um, so I think... They will be will be gunning for that one, but Galway very big, very physical, hurling very well. It will be a traditional kind of fifteen on fifteen game, I think, which would be which would be good to see. Um, but I Kilkenny's full back line slash midfield is where I think we could be in trouble. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, and you, you forgot to mention the Wild Geese trophies. All they were beaten in that one as well. Yeah, they were sick. The o- they were sick. They were sick <laughs> over that one. Yeah. Brian Cody abused poor old uh, James Owens yeah. after that um, challenge match in Sydney with ten thousand people. Had. Rich Hogan hardly talked to us after. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I th- I think look, I, yeah, you definitely need to overhaul that full back line. Um, I think the two boys should drop off. Wallace and Delaney gone. Yeah. What uh, about Tommy Wells from Tullerone? I think he's been very hard done by. I yeah. think he yeah. he's a serious option. He actually got hauled off in that Galway game last year and was never seen again no. um, he had an excellent championship for Tullerone was good in the senior club championship this year I, I, I think he should be blooding him he might make a couple of mistakes yeah. but he's definitely the one Buckley for the future Buckley has to go to six I think Buckley um, has to go to six your yeah. midfield is a bit yeah is a bit cagey yeah. I'm not yeah, sure who you're going to bring there I'm sure I'm sure Cody will come up with something but um, yeah I, I, th- I think I don't know. It's a very hard. It's still a hard one to call, even though Galway looks like super dominant at the moment. Like they look just in a different league, physically. They look at a uh, different league in terms of the the hurling as well. But I mean, that was because of probably Wexford's lack of performance as well and lack of pressure. 
Um, I think uh, I think it'll go down to the wire. Um, and it's very hard to, to back against Kikini when you, go, when you go to tight games like that. But I do think at this stage, without relying on Joe Canning for, you know, first time in, you know, a couple of years now that they're not they're not really centering around Joe Canning. I think they have the players around them now. Uh Finton Burke in full back. Is Dahi Burke back for this one as well? Dahi and David Burke, I'm sure, will be in the mix whether they yeah. get to start or not. I but I just think that look, I think we could be reading a bit too much into the Wexford game as well. Wexford itself admittedly threw in the towel, right? Yeah. It was eight points all. Uh they gave up once the goal went in just before just before, just after half time. And Galway, and if you let a Galway team run away and throw balls over the shoulder, they like they're, they're, they're phenom- yeah. exactly yeah. they're a phenomenally skillful team. They do look very physical uh, in terms of their size, uh, like Conor Cooney, Joe Canning, Joe Conor Cooney, Whelan. We- Conor Whelan's a monster. Like he's just a, a beast. beast yeah. um, they are big. You have Dahi Burke, David Burke, probably back. You have Parik Mannion, you have Johnny Cohen. They, they have a very solid team, but I think Lee, I, th- I think I might agree with Liam on this one. I think Kenny will be coming with. A ferocity because they were terrible in the second half. They were diabolical. Um, Galway may be a bit too confident, and this one I think might go down to the wire. I, I give the slight nod to Galway just because I think they have probably have the better, more settled team, and they probably have eighteen players, whereas Kilkenny probably have twelve players maybe, and they're missing two or three. Um, but I think. It's been 2015, if I'm right, since Kilkenny had Bob O'Keefe, and I'd say they're, they're very hungry to get him back, and I think if Kilkenny don't win the Leinster, they won't have a hope in the Ireland. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was about to give my prediction as well before you jumped in, but I, I, I was going there as well. <laughs> but I, I, I just I find it hard to back against Kilkenny when it's such a tight game because they're just masters at that, and when they get into a grinding down a result, like you'd, I, always, I always feel like Kilkenny will do it, and, and just because you think, God, I'm going to go with Kilkenny by a point. Yeah, look, I go, I'm going to go with Galway, to be honest. Um, I do think Kenny will bring a, a good performance on, on on Saturday, and I do think it'll be hotly contested, but I think Galway are going to come up on top by just maybe by a point or two by the slightest. Um, ho- obviously hoping that Kenny could turn them over, and they may do, but I, I just think, given where Galway are at, I think it reminds me of Galway when they won the other in 2017. Mm, hungry. They, have, they, just, they look very settled and very balanced, solid, very yeah, balanced, yeah, yeah, and they look kind of tuned in. Yeah. Now obviously it's only one game, or you can't, you know, you know, that they've played. But I just think there's something about them. They look a bit steely, so I think they, if they can just bring that consistency again to Kilkenny, they'll, they'll just they'll just probably have enough to pip them. There's there's something as well. I think on the Kilkenny side is when Artigia and Colin going to run out of steam. Like they've been on the road two All Ireland clubs in a row oh, yeah. with Kilkenny gone and on and another phenomenally fit men. TJ's in the health and fitness industry, so he keeps himself in great nick. But like Colin's some doing say nothing, sure he's in the army. He's, he's gone out of the army now. He's gone out. Yeah, remember that? That was shocking. That. Good uh, but you know, at some at some stage, every single player, you know, loses the fuse pace in the legs and whatever. And you just wonder when will that happen with TJ and Colin? Because if it happens sooner rather than later, as in in the next year or two, before Kilkenny gets some more players coming through, you could see a very mediocre, mediocre Kilkenny team for the next while. I would say about Colin that Col- that Colin Finley has lost his yard of pace that he used to have. He's still quick. But he's changed himself into his, a he's monster, a he's changed into a monster where he Powerful. gets going. You just can't really stop him. Yeah. Like you saw that goal he got against Dublin. Like there's no way he should have got through the way he got through. He, but he just keeps going. He's impossible to bring down. TJ probably isn't the, isn't the quickest either. But he has got a great stride. When he starts, he he probably gets to eighty percent very quickly of another of, of one of a faster player and just keeps going too. So 
of course they're going to weigh in in the years to come. But TJ is thirty three. I think Colin is thirty one. I think. I think he's. A couple, I think he yeah, seems to be around for He's around long for a long time, but I think he's actually a couple of years younger than, than TJ. Definitely a year younger, anyway. Um, so yeah, look, you're right though. And Kenny have always had that marquee for where it was. It's been DJ. It's been Henry. Now it's been TJ. We we've always like needed that one go to guy. Uh, who that next person is, just probably no natural one there. Adrian Mullen, potentially off the back of last year. We're not, we're probably not going to see him this year. He's still recovering from the cruise. He might be in the twenty six for Sunday. I don't know. Um. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. We touch on your pine giggles if they lose, they're gone for Ireland. Maybe, maybe not. You're into a quarterfinal stage. It's you know, it's kind of lucky, lucky dip at that stage. But yeah, should be a cracking game. Looking forward to it. Hammer and tongs. Uh, it, it'll be an interesting one. Once the final though, Cork. Uh, sorry, Waterford and Limerick. Giggles, how are you feeling about it realistically? So the the only thing I have in my head is two thousand and two. Right, so Waterford went up to Parky Cueve as no hopers against the All Ireland champions Tipperary, and they were a new team, common team, and they blitzed Tipperary. Right, so that was that was fairy tale stuff at the time. I remember being above in the terrace. The only time I was ever I in the terrace, was, I was stewarding there. In the oh terrace, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it was madness. You seen Kelly and Milan in the bike. Now it's a different Waterford team. It's a more organised, constructive, that flair of that team of Dan and Milan and Kim McGrath and Kelly and all them. You don't have that. You don't have that in any intercounty team anymore, really. Um. On the, on the face of it, like it's impossible to back against Limerick. And and I said to you off probably on the phone, like you'd be worried for the Waterford team after getting such a big confidence boost of beating Cork, coming up against this Limerick machine. Like they just attack you from all angles. And Waterford had a very good game plan against Cork. They worked really really hard. They got the ball into the forwards, but I just think that up in the forwards, Waterford are short two or three players. I think they've got a very solid backline. They've got a very good midfield, but. For Waterford to win, like Austin Gleeson probably has to score about two six. Stephen Bennett has to put over every single free hit and score from play. Daisy Hutchinson has to have a man in the match performance, um, and the other forwards around him who are kind of more the workers need to chip in as well, and they have to keep the best team in Ireland. Um, you're looking for every single thing to I'm go right for. You're, looking, yeah. for you're yeah. looking for everything to go right for Waterford and everything to go wrong for Limerick, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's I any outbreaks of COVID in Limerick or anything like that. No, no, I no, think, no, 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 I think the way the, the way they play, you know, the way they play and they come back and they give give to Kyle Burke that little bit of a free rein to you know mop up all around the place. Will it'll all go back? You know, it should go okay around there. I mean, I don't know. I still don't know if they'll be able to hold hold that half hour line and. Gerard Hagerty and the wings, you know, Keen Lynch in midfield, you know. Do you probably see Kyle Byrne? Hayes. Kyle Hayes will probably go back centre forward, you'd imagine, I would say. It, it'll be int- I, I reckon what will what'll be a very interesting battle will be Gerard Hagerty, who I think is on that wing, coming up against Callum Lyons, who's a, a really pacey. Who won't have fear, player. really. He won't have any yeah. fear of him. Um, and he'll be able to go with him. Like, yeah. when Gerard Hagerty thinks he's back in the halfback and he's up in the full yeah. forward and he's back and he's up. He actually hasn't, in the games that we've seen him so far, been. Majorly pawn balls out yeah. of the sky, and I don't think actually any of the Limerick players do that. Jamie Barron and Keen Lynch. Well, I think he, I, I, I genuinely think Kylie has changed his team for good now. I think you're going to see Kyle Hayes a half back because he wants to show Kyle Hayes is an excellent defender. He's won at Ireland as a minor as a centre back. Yeah. He plays centre back for his club. He wants to shore up that side of the, of, of the wing there where, like, Morrissey, who's gone back to wing back, was there, and then inside them, English is gone, and Casey's gone. So you have Nash in there, yeah. Yeah, so the you have Nash in there, and you be worried about his maybe defensive qualities. A great the problem attack. is you're you're like the problem is you're far right in the sense that it's like there's no but like you, you need Mar- someone like Morris up there to hold up the ball. Like you don't have that fill up there. Like you need someone with Desi Hutchinson up there. I don't like Jake Dillon. I think you're you're lying in him. 
yeah. a bit. I, you know, I just don't think he's he's your your answer up there at all. Like you know, so yeah, it's, I, I it's was that's very your worry. Su- I was very surprised to see Jake. Like Park Man, he was a, a humongous loss. Um, I think Dara Fives got injured during the week coming up to the Cork game as well. He was a big loss. He would have, you know, is he, he back? played midfield. He's not back. No, no, no. So they 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 are and they're they're missing. The other man here and Barry Coughlin pulled out and then they didn't pick Morris and Noel Connor. So they're down seven good players who yeah. probably in around it now. Cahill's built something pretty pretty solid. It, they were impressive against Cork. They should have won by more. Um, they hit 10 or 12 wides. I, I can't see anything lads other than a six or seven or eight point Limerick win yeah, here same, now. And yeah, I'm same. thinking that wouldn't be a bad result for Waterford. Which is an awful thing to say. But they're in the Munster final they're guaranteed not out in the quarter final they get a hop off anyone else I, I, just, I can't see Waterford winning I think if they did we will be talking about that Munster final back in 2002 and I'll be very reminiscent of it but yeah. or, or the Cork and Kerry um, game this weekend when Cork snatched the late but winner the, this is the thing right we said I said last week there's always an upset every championship mm. right we haven't had the upset yet no. you, you could argue that Waterford was a bit of an upset over Cork but I wouldn't argue that really to be honest um, Leash was, near, was nearly the one so you, you'd look at the four games this weekend Where's the one you're going to get an upset? Either Tip Cork or um, Waterford and Limerick. They're the two games where there's an underdog could come through. Mm. And it'd be, it'd be great to see in one of them, one of those getting turned over. Obviously, I'd love to see Tip get knocked down and Cork come through. I won't like. that, would be, that, would be, that would be the best underdog story for the weekend. Um, but, yeah, so, look, we're due, we're due one of them. But, look, we, I was just saying, look, we're just blessed with Hurling at the moment. We're getting another weekend of four quality games. You're down to the kind of the top... Eight teams now already. Um, it, it's it's phenomenal. And look at the football at the weekend as well. And people are just loving the, the knockout nature. Obviously, in the hurling, you have the second bite at the moment. But there's something quite unique about this championship. Sligo pulling out. Obviously, in the football, like you touched on giggles there, is it taking the gloss off it? Not really, to be honest. I, for me, I think there's a uniqueness to this championship. And I think there'll be no asterisks on this. It'll just be an asterisk on it'll be one of the best ones you could ever win. I yeah. think it's going to be the case now, especially in the hurling. I reckon we're going to get our full complement and get and get this fully played out. The way things are going, numbers are going down. Ireland. I think that talk of will it want to go ahead unless there's an that's outbreak. Gone, no, I think gone, that's kind of yeah. got. I think that's kind of yeah. gone. Hopefully in the hurling sense. So we're in for a cracking weekend. Australia time wise, we're not looking good. We're due three of us are going to go for a cycle Sunday morning early before day. It's going to be thirty degree day. You just put the iPhone there up in front of the bike and pedal away mad if you are. Yeah, right. keep the head down, <laughs> keep the head down, cycle away. So we have a lot of matches to watch on the Sunday. That's going to be the the big day. Yeah. Uh, are you going to stay up and watch? I might get up early and watch Kilkenny and Galway on the Saturday, Sunday morning before the cycle. That'd be yeah. You know, Hopefully we might be giving me a bit of a slag and Liam. And then Sunday night, I reckon I'll just get up again at half five in the morning and watch it. Watch it first thing. Score, yeah. yeah, okay. Shani, what are you thinking of doing with the Cork tip game? It's on at an awful time, I think. Is it three in the morning? Three in the morning, yeah. It's, I, it's I'll get up before the cycle and i watch it before the cycle. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I think it's better that way. We had... Um, we had a um, former guest of the show, the show last weekend, Sarah Roy. I don't know, did you see the headline? She scored 2-9 for, yeah, for Mayo against Tyrone. Yeah, serious. Um, and I guess the, the Aussie rule star, uh, Mark Keane for Cork then as well. He got a goal. Did you, did you hear about that one? DJ, you're back <laughs> into the football now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's me. I, lo- I love that about Cork supporters, the way like, they just come out of nowhere in the football sense when I they hear, get a win. I've often talked about football in this past Here, I hear. You didn't mention it in six months. The, fo- the football, like, 
That was unreal though Let's talk but about it Kerry getting knocked out Of the football lads Is, yeah. is ridiculous It's the equivalent of Limerick Being beaten by Waterford In a knockout game This yeah. weekend yeah. Or Tip getting beaten by Cork The All-Ireland champions gone Kerry nearly won there And they were being Lauded that they were going to beat Dublin And what it's done now is I don't Cork are obviously coming And they've gone from Division 3 up to Division 2 And they've got a habit of winning And they won that tight game Fair play to him Marquine He did the classic AFL nudge Yeah bump Game but a bump On a former AFL on a former player And Tommy Welch And, and stuck in there And it was it was, it, was, it was perfect There was no opportunity It was like no back door, no opportunity to even take the kick out. The worst sucker punch you could ever <laughs> oh, have no, as a carry person. It was unreal. And nice they're, they're sick over it. They're absolutely yeah. sick over it. And I think if you're like, I'm a Mayo fan now, obviously, and I don't, I wouldn't be taking Galway for granted. I think they're a wounded animal after being beaten by 15 points in the league. So that'll be a very interesting final. But the winners of that Connacht final play Cork or Tip in the All Ireland semi final. So Mayo suddenly have a, a really. You know, we talked about Biden and Trump. You know, the path to the White House. Mayo have a path now to Crow Park. We need, to, we need to get the magic wall, like they had in CNN. We could do we that. Could we, could, we could get Sean <laughs> in the magic wall. But it's interesting though, as well, in terms of the those AFL players who do get released or don't get released to go back and play football for or for their county. Like, I mean, Marquine was was you got permission. permission from which Colin is great. Wood. Yeah, Colin O'Riordan, um from Sydney Swans was they sought permission to bring him to bring him in for the Munster final, and they won't let him play. Yeah, yeah. Like Sydney uh, fuckers. Mark, <laughs> you have Mark O'Connor, Mark O'Connor from Geelong. I, I suppose Kerry wouldn't really bring him back in straight away and just slot him into a team. I think they probably have too much depth anyway. But it's interesting that well, Mark O'Connor played a game last year and he yeah. was he played a club uh, game. He got reprimanded for it. Yeah. He got a fine from the club. Yeah, but it's interesting. You know, you think they're afraid of him getting injured. Like, but they have less of a they have less of a chance of getting injured playing. Gaelic yeah. football and they do playing as yeah. rules. No, it's great to see Colin would support that and in fairness to Colin as well, they were all over their social media channels, they were tweeting and everything. Yeah. yeah, it was great. You're so a big fan of their chairman, do you imagine? Big fan of Eddie <laughs> McGuire, yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um but yeah, no, it was awesome like to see him come in, score a goal, great win for Cork. And we love it everyone loves an upset like that in eight years to overturn him like that is is phenomenal. So um yeah, great to see. But um look Folks on the Hornets weekend, great weekend, looking forward to it. And then, please God, we'll be look, looking forward to quarterfinals then, I think, or the following weekend, and followed by the semi-finals. So it's back-to-back-to-back to back to back stuff. All the way through now, there's no break. There's a break between the other semi-finals and the final of two weeks. Yeah, okay. yeah they've built in a two-week break. between. Or if you win your provincial championship, you'll get a break for two weeks as well. Like, so yeah. Let's say you get five games. all the way win, they'll get a week off. Yeah. But Watford yeah. and... Kilkenny would have to play the winners of if the Kilkenny two. lose yeah. if, so the, yeah. the winners of the qualifiers now this weekend and they're up straight out week. so oh. if, if we went on our predictions you'd have Tipperary and you'd have Wexford coming through and you'd have Kilkenny and Waterford coming back and I don't know what is that an open draw that quarterfinal I don't well tipping Waterford can't play each other and the two yeah. lads can I, I don't know is there a crisscross or what way that works yeah. I know if Cork came through they can't play Waterford again so it would mean automatically that Waterford would play Wexford and Cork would play Kilkenny oh there you go there's an automatic one yeah. which is probably I wouldn't be worried about that <laughs> I would not be worried about that yeah. at all I would not worry about we'll that at all we'll show up that full line yeah well you did last year in fairness but you still couldn't win <laughs> um, look so looking forward to the weekend uh, great weekend of hurling ahead we will be back next week with another episode Shawnee thanks so much for coming along tonight thanks very much how, many, mo- how many mozzie boys did you get only the, only the four to start of, they're going away from me since yeah I, I got they're going over to you I got an absolute massive one here they absolutely love me Giggles, how many mozzie boys do you have I'm clean I'd say yeah yeah, there you go, my girls. Thanks very much, O'Neills at O'Neill Sports for AU. We will have a competition next week. We do have some beautiful new O'Neills get AGA gear modelled by myself, Shawnee Giggles. You'll see that on our Instagram.
Instagram at AcadeGA, Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you stop recording only. I will stop recording after this and we can talk shite then. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Freaking chairman, huh? <laughs> <laughs>